0: Hi everyone, my name is Harry and I uh, sort out the podcast here at the Community Church. Uh, We had a little issue with our recording on Sunday, which meant that we lost the first three minutes of uh, Ali's word. We did find a little bit of a backup one, but the the sound isn't great. Uh, So what we've done is we've transcribed that three minute section. And uh, you should be able to find that in the notes or transcripted editions wherever you are. Uh, listening to your podcast so if you really are struggling to understand the first few minutes of Ali then just read along there and you should be able to follow along all right um but it's worth hanging in there because this is a great word from Ali uh, and we hope that you enjoy And during that time, we had several teaching sessions and so at least one workshop on prophecy and moving prophetically and being prophetic people. And folks photocopied from the world, we painted all what had to relate to the And we've seen new people that we haven't seen before bring prophetic words and move out prophetically. But the thing that's been on my heart for a number of months now is what's our response? When does somebody brings something, and we know it's from God, and we hear that it's from God, what's our response? And you can look through scripture, and there's people like there. Noah. God tells him to build it an up and up And ridiculously, at that stage, in the history, for something to do. But he takes, literally, to the millimetre what God tells him to do, and he makes his ark. And then you've got the widow of Zalabar, and the to goes I want you to make me some food, I want you to give me some drink. But we know that she got virtually nothing left, she was expecting to jump. And then she did that, and she lived. And then Agabus with Paul, and Agabus goes to Paul with his hands bound, because he knows that when Paul goes on to the next stage of his journey, he's going to be bound. And Paul doesn't say, I'm not him. Paul is obedient, and he hands off. So, theoretically, it should be a really simple the last those words
1: really have. Do we really believe that it's God
0: who is speaking? That it's God who is speaking. That it's God who is speaking. Some of the words going back a number of years, some of us will have one of these. I have no idea how, this is, how old this is. Um, and they're like snapshots, and we hear some of these quoted. There's bursting at the seams, that's on here, the citadel of health. That's on here. Where people encounter the presence of God, that's on here. Carriers of the fire of his presence, that's on here. But there's a lot more. We need to pray into, recall, remember, and line our lives up with what God is saying. We must be those who are consistent and disciplined, a people who are open and willing to change absolutely anything, responding to the prompting of the Spirit of God. This will lead to harvest and the outpouring that will touch many. We've been called to a place of deeper intimacy with God. We are to be those who go further, higher and deeper than ever before. It's a time to rise up, to stir the gifts within each one, to line our lives up with the prophetic words spoken over us, to be bold and courageous and to step out for God is indeed with us few years ago now. Do you remember these wonderful? I love these. These are the cardboard and paper church directories. And wonderful as though church we is. I miss this. I like these. <laughs> but inside this one, there are more words that have come. Some of the ones that I've already read, but newer ones too. Out of the nest. Out of the nest, rising on God's thermals, shaking off complacency, being responders to the voice of the Spirit, being a fruitful and flexible people, stepping up, stepping out in word and in deed. And then more recently, there's been things about being vocal and outspoken, people who raise a shout, that we're heading onwards out of comfort zones, that we have baskets of seeds that we're to scatter, that we should be looking and focusing outward. And it's wonderful having snapshots, it's wonderful having things that remind us but we need to be a people who remember and apply the whole word of God and all the words of God. Not just those that we sometimes get mentioned on a Sunday. We each have a responsibility to pray, to recall, to remember and to line our lives up. We live in a society that likes sound bites, you know, those really short, snappy phrases that you, get, you hear about. Um, and I sometimes listen to Radio 4. And very occasionally I listen to Radio 4 from first thing in the morning until about tea time. If I'm doing something in the garden that's really boring, I think I'll just listen to the day and hear what's going on, what's being broadcast. And one of the fascinating things is when you hear the news first thing in the morning, they interview somebody for about 10 minutes, and they cover a range of topics and they drill in and they're trying to get them to slip up and make a mistake, especially if it's a politician, Um, and they're trying to get the right answer out of them and they're discussing all this stuff and it's a really in-depth 10-minute interview. And then they get to lunchtime and they're talking about the same person in the same interview and now it's two sentences. And they're two sentences that are picked out. And quite often, they're the two sentences that maybe capture something about what they were talking about, but not the whole thing, not the whole breadth of everything. And then you get to tea time, and then you get the soundbite. And it's taken out of context, and people very quickly start to make it mean something that it never did. that you've lifted it out of its context. I'm not suggesting that that is what this does. I am not criticising this at all. But it's dangerous for us just to rely on the little soundbite that we hear. For example, and this is not the full words, Citadel of Health. When the Citadel of Health word came, it was we will be a Citadel of Health, our healing rooms ministry being a source of growth. Our healing rooms ministry... How many of us remember that that is connected to that word? When somebody stands up and talks about the citadel of health, it was much wider than we remember. And bursting at the scene, a church bursting at the scene, seeing new births, young people, families, and leaders develop. Because if we're gonna have all this influx and this growth and there's gonna be a bursting at the scene, we're gonna need leaders who have been developed. And if we forget about that, what are we going to do with all these people? We won't have enough people to look after them who are ready. So we need to be praying for these leaders to develop. If we're somebody who's thinking, oh, I wonder if, we need to be willing to give up the time, give up whatever we need to, in order to develop and become one of those leaders. So the words that come, come with a width and a breadth and a depth. They also often come with an if, a when, or a then it means that we have a part to play it means that we've got to do something if we focus on the what will be and we forget what our part is the what will be is going to take a lot longer to come along 2 Corinthians 7 verse 14 talks about if my people who are called by my name dot 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 then if my people who are called by my name dot 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 then Because God speaks to include us in, He doesn't speak so that we sit there and wait while he does everything. But it's so we take steps of faith, we line up our lives as he asks, and the possible outcome is then fulfilled because we play our part. We do the if. At the end of the day, God can do everything without us, absolutely everything without us, but he chooses to include and use us. Just think about that. God chooses to include us and use us. And he comes to speak to us so we know what that is and what we need to be doing. So do we deliberately or maybe not deliberately, do we pick and choose what we want to hear? And do we apply it to suit us? Where we're at? What fits in with our busy lives? What we're prepared to do? Is it that the word isn't fully true? Or Is it that we simply don't want to fully apply it? If we're honest, we don't want to fully apply it. Are we radical in actually doing what is asked of us? And then I think, what's radical about that? If God is doing the asking, if it's God who is asking us to do things, it's not that radical. We're asked to weigh prophetic word and prophecy carefully. In 1 Corinthians 14:29, it talks about two or three prophets speaking and others weighing carefully what's said. But what if we then do conclude that it's God? It's not about who brings it. It's not about how well-presented it is or isn't. It's not about how simple it is or how complicated. If it is God speaking, what's our response? because our initial response is not going to be the end of it. It will challenge our attitudes, our thought processes, the way we spend our time, what we do with our money, how we behave and speak. It will alter our priorities. When God speaks, it changes our lives. And God doesn't only speak whole words, and a a breadth and a width and a depth of words. His word is active and living. Yes, do we agree? It's active and living. So when we line ourselves up with it, when we believe and apply it, it creates something in us. It imparts principles into our lives. It brings something of who he is into us. So when we think about the citadel of health and we believe and pray, we've seen miracle after miracle this year as we've done that for the people in our family uh, battling cancer. But it's not just in here, it's praying for that a healing room, so that becomes a beacon in the town where people that don't know Jesus come and are amazed because they walk out well. It's when we're out in the street and we come across somebody who's ill and they're pouring their heart out, which can happen when you're responding to the Holy Spirit, and you just have to take that next step and be brave and say, can I pray? Can I pray now? It changes something inside. And when we think of words like being consistent and disciplined, if you take that on board and you do that, it doesn't stop. God doesn't come after six months and say, that's fine, we've done that bit now. That builds something into your life that goes on through your lifetime. You stay consistent and disciplined. You apply it. And in the autumn and winter last year, we had words over several quite a period of time about being a vocal people and being an outspoken people and being a people who are out there and focusing out and looking out. That's what we were being asked to do. And you might look and say well surely some words are time constrained. Some words are for a season. Some words are directional. And if I go back to this there's two others on here. One is about laughing. Within the year we will be laughing at what God has done amongst us. And that's very specific within a year. But if you build in yourself, that you look at the year, when people get up and they share a testimony, and it's amazing and it's wonderful, you're grateful for it. And you can train yourself to see where the things are that God's doing that makes you laugh, and makes you smile, and makes you happy, and give thanks back to God and glorify him. And it talks about a fruitful three years being more fruitful, sorry, I find it hard to say that word, being more fruitful than the previous 30 years. But God is a God of the increase. God is the God who is always going to do more and more and more. So if I stand there and I believe those next three years are going to be more fruitful, I know this next three years is going to be more fruitful. And then the next three years after that will be more fruitful because God is going to fill the whole earth with the knowledge of his glory. It builds and builds and builds and every single time it builds something in me. And you think about directional words. You think about when you're trying to decide which job offer to take or something like that and God says, that job, because that's the best job for you. Or, go and do that because such and such is going to happen. And you do them and it's right and the things come to pass that God said would and you go into a job and it's wonderful. What that does is next time and there's a job and you're like, but I don't want to do that job. I know it's what God wants me to do, but I don't want to do that job. You know from before, if you're obedient, however it might seem at the time, when you step out in obedience, that job will indeed be the best job for you. It might not be easy. God never said it was going to be easy. And when God comes along and says, go this way and say this, and this is what's going to happen, and we do it and that happens, the next time God comes along and says go and do this, and this will happen. We know, because we've experienced before, that that's what's going to happen. So God's interested in whole words. And in January, we were invited to ask and to seek God before we came together for our prayer and praise. And various people stood up and spoke. And I know because it's either said it, they either said it as they spoke or have asked them since, that for each and every person, those were not words that were spontaneous. God can speak spontaneously. But in those instances, they came out of people waiting on God, considering, waiting to hear what he said. And I love the way that God speaks to lots of different people and builds up this picture and this whole word. In 1 Corinthians 39, it talks about knowing in part and prophesying in part. And it's also that for each of us in the body, we have parts that we bring. And so often, when we gather together, different things come through different people and they build and they develop. So what I want to do is talk you through the words that hopefully some of you at least have listened to again, if not the first time, because Harry put them out for us. And just... Show, I suppose, how it's a whole word. Jeff started off, and he started off with who God is. He said, we have no understanding whatsoever of the size of our God. It is beyond our human ability to imagine how phenomenally great and powerful and fantastic our God is. He starts off with this picture of God as this huge, amazing, powerful, mighty, out of our brain to understand God. That was the starting point. And he went on to say that it would be a year beyond what we've experienced before, beyond our understanding, that we will experience the thunder of power, not just the whisper. The thunder of power, not just the whisper. And I'm stood in the room, and I've got the same phrase, not seen, not experienced before. So I came forward, Jeff said a lot more, we'll come back to that, But I talked about things not seen, new things not experienced before, a refusal to settle for the mundane. Graham came and spoke about God having works for us to do. And Debbie came and part of her word was talking about a consistent God who is always there, whether you can see him or not. And all of that draws together into a new thing. We've got this amazing God who is coming and wants us to see and experience new things. We've got things that we haven't seen or we haven't experienced before. And we know that we are safe because we know that God has the plan that's going to work for us and he is a consistent God. So if God knows what the new things are, if we know who he is, we can completely rely on being able to do all that he asks. We don't need to be frightened or fearful of these new things. We can set out wholeheartedly being ready to embrace all that he brings. And then unfamiliar things, the unknown again. And all that we've learned and all that we've known, um, he will take into all that he'll have us do. All that we've already learned, all that we've already known, that will help us in all the unfamiliar things that lie ahead and he will give us everything that we need. And Deb's word, partly, was about surprises. And surprises are unexpected, they're often unfamiliar. They won't always be great, exciting, wonderful surprises, but there will be surprises along the way. And a new thing, by its very nature, is unfamiliar. It might feel uncomfortable. We might not be quite sure how to handle it. But we know that God, has got everything that we need, and when we rely on him, we will be able to cope with anything that he brings in. Jeff then talked about putting aside all things so that his agenda is my agenda, or that my agenda is his agenda. I spoke about not operating in autopilot, waiting to see a fuller picture, not running ahead, yes, being excited and being expectant, but allowing God's timetable and God's plan to outwork. I spoke about danger of assumption, and I didn't use the word danger lightly, because when God gives a warning, we need to take heed. He knows what the new thing is. He knows um, what the unfamiliar is and how we're going to react to that. He knows where we've been before, and he knows that there's a danger that we might assume. It doesn't mean that we're going to hesitate or doubt or delay. It simply means a pause, just a reflection, an opportunity for God to say stop or wait or go. And in Joshua 9, the story of Joshua and the Gibeonites, um, the Israelites have been told to wipe out all the inhabitants and the Gibeonites, who are part of those people, have worked out that this isn't going to end very well. So they get themselves all dressed up and make themselves look like weary, long-suffering travellers. And they get to Joshua and the Israelites and they ask to make a peace treaty. And Joshua makes a peace treaty. And in verse 14, it simply says, they did not inquire of the Lord. They assumed what they saw. They took on face value what they saw. They did not inquire of the Lord. They didn't consult. They didn't stop to ask. They didn't question, they simply assumed. They accepted as true or as certain to happen without any proof. And what happened was rather than wiping out these people that they should have wiped out, they're now stuck with a peace treaty with them because they assumed rather than asking. So God was saying about who he was and all the things I've just talked about, but God didn't leave it there. God then told us our part and what our response should be. Graham talked about, maybe you feel like you've got a messed up life, but it's still you, it's still you that God wants to use. He can still use you through your messed up life. It included each and every one of us. Alphonse stood up and he read from Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. These are really familiar verses. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, with all your heart. And our thoughts concentrated on the second part. He talked about that it's up to us to call upon him. It's up to us to come and pray. It's up to us to come and seek him and to find him. Sarah stood up and Sarah spoke about God looking for a people who will say yes, who will do as I say, who will spend time with me because you need to know my voice, because I have a plan, an amazing plan, but it takes you to say yes. We have to go into the quiet place. We have to seek and find God. We have to spend time with God if we're going to know his voice. And only when we know his voice, when we get to that point and we're not quite sure and we don't want to assume, we need to know what he's saying. And that comes by spending time with him. When these new things come and we want to be able to understand them, we understand them because we've spent time with him and we've heard his voice. And when he speaks, we're sensitive to him. The final two things that came, one was being out there. One, as God always, always, always does when he builds stuff into us, it's not just for us. It's not just for me. It's not just for us. It's for out there. Because God's heart is to reach the lost out there. That's our commission, isn't it? To be a people that go out there. And God was talking about through this place, through you, out into your community, within family and friends, everywhere that you go. And it's an exciting time. After all of that, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time ahead. So it's all the Word. All of the words, and all of the Word. And I was thinking about it and thinking, Okay, God, that's very well. But practically, practically, what does that look like? So, bear with me. (coughs) Some of you will remember some hats. I'm revisiting hats. And some of you will remember a boat in harbour. Yes, anyone? A boat in harbour... God's calling me out of the harbour onto the waves, and I'm nice and relaxed. I'm sat on my boat, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm comfortable here. I'm not, not trying to press on with God. I'm not in, um, it's not that I'm not praying. It's not that I'm not reading his word. I simply like being where I am. God's saying, move, and I'm saying, I like being where I am. So, my response then to prophetic words might be something like this. I am exaggerating, okay? But it might be something like this Father, thank you that we're going to be a church that bursts at the seams. Father, thank you that you are going to bring people in. Father, they are going to find a welcome and a warmth. Father, you're going to bring them into us. And when you bring them into us by your Spirit, they're going to find you. Or it might be. Um, Thank you, Father, that you're going to be making this place a citadel of health. Thank you for everything that we've seen so far. Thank you, Father, we will continue to pray for the people that are part of our body and we'll see them flourish. And you discount yourself. You're not saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to bring people in because that's what God's asking me to do. You're not saying, I'm going to get out there and pray for the sick. It looks completely different. It looks like this. There are days and I love the fact that my husband bought me this hat. Very, very few of them. Here we go again. Oh, no photographs. James, put that camera away. <laughs> Watching you. Watching you. Okay. So it looks like this. I've got to read it because I'll get lost. Thank you for reminding me yet again of who you are. Thank you, God, for reminding me yet again of who you are. We're going to hear the thunder of your power, the thunder of your power, not just a whisper. I'm going to raise my head. I'm going to raise my eyes. I'm going to raise my expectations. I'm going to raise my game. I'm going to look for and I'm going to expect the new. I'm going to see the unfamiliar and the not yet known and the not yet seen. And I'm not going to be frightened because that is so, so exciting. I am going to refuse to settle for the mundane. I am not going to do that. I have no need to fear or doubt because you, you God, are a consistent and faithful God. Always there, no matter what. I am not going to assume. I'm going to press into you. I'm going to seek your counsel, wait for you to say go, and then move. I'm going to be consistent and disciplined. I'm going to line up my life with your word. I'm going to spend time in the quiet place. I'm going to learn to recognise your voice ever more fully, because you know the plans that you have for me, and I will seek your face. My answer is, yes, God, I want to get to know your voice more and more, to hear you more and more clearly. And when the battles come as they will, I'm going to remember that I am surrounded by you. You have all that I need and you're always on my side. And more than that, you have bedded me into your family who will take me by the hand, hint Jane, Take me by the hand and battle along with me because we are better together. We are better together. And I'm not heading back to harbour. I'm not going into my comfort zone. I'm not going back into the nest. I'm going to lean and rest on the thermals of your spirit and then journey on again. I will open my mouth. I will not be silent. I will raise a shout. And this place will be bursting at the seams. I'm going to play my part. I'm going to speak out to those around me, wherever I am, and whatever you have me say. I'm going to see leaders developed, and I'm going to play my part in helping in that, because this will be a citadel of health. And not only will I pray for the sick, wherever they are, I'll pray for the healing rooms ministry too. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's not just on me for me. It's on me to see the sick healed. It's on me to see the captives set free. That's what it's all about, God. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. I'm going to carry the fire of your presence with me. God. To my family, to my friends, to my neighbours, to the strangers, I'm going to scatter the seeds from the basket that you've given me. I am a pioneer. I am not a settler. I'm going to see new birth. I'm going to see prodigal's return. I am completely out of breath. Sorry.
1: (laughs) And now I'm completely
0: caught up. Do you see the difference? God doesn't want this. Good though this is. That is not where God is asking us to be. And you might look and you might say, it's fine for Ali. She's got this outgoing personality and she doesn't mind wearing stupid hats and, and walking up and down and shouting, that is so not me. Anyone that knows me knows that is so not me. So there's all this stuff and the more we declare it and the more we believe it the more it builds into us the more we are going to remember it the more that we're going to see things happen because it's an exciting time ahead and then there's also all those words that we're given that are just for us those personal words and we bring those in and we line ourselves up alongside those and we see everything happening God's word is an active and a living word. An active and a living word. And if you were here when I had those hats on originally, you might be thinking we're going to head off into Pirates of the Caribbean music and go out and learn. We're not. Because that's not where it starts. If that's how we want to be, that is not where it starts. <laughs> and I've now got no voice, but let's give this a go. This is where it starts.
1: I'm laying down my life, I'm laying down my life, that's where it starts, I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control, I'm giving up control, I'm giving up control. I'm laying down my life. I'm giving up control. I'm never looking back. I'm never looking back. I surrender all. I surrender all.
0: May I have the words up, please, Ryan?
1: I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control, I'm never looking back, I surrender all. Be careful,
0: don't sing it if you don't mean it.
1: I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control. I'm never looking back I surrender all I'm living for your glory on the earth I'm laying down my life I'm giving up control I'm never looking back I surrender all, I'm living for your glory on the earth. This passion in my heart, this stirring in my soul, to see the nations well for all the world to know, I'm living for your glory on Uh, we're finishing with this
0: if that's you whatever God asks the whole word of what God asks not just the sound bite that's the end result but whatever part we have to play the whole word if that's you can I encourage you as we sing this that you just stand and just say yes God yes whatever you ask of me, whatever the cost is, whatever the implication, wherever I've got to go, whatever I have to put down, whatever I have to pick up.
1: I'm laying down my life, I'm giving up control, I'm never looking back, I surrender all, I'm living for your glory on the earth. This passion in my heart, this stirring in my soul, to see the nations bow for all the world to know. I'm living. fire in me, light a flame in my soul for every eye to see, for the sake of the world, and like a fire in me. For every knee to bow down, for every heart to believe, for every voice to cry out, burn like a fire in me, for every tongue to confess you alone are the king you're the hope of the earth for the sake of the world burn like a fire in me light a flame in my soul for every eye to see for Take off the world burn like a fire in me I'm laying down my life I'm giving up control I'm never looking back. Father, thank you. Father,
0: thank you that when we come and give our lives wholeheartedly to you, that you can move and do so much in us, God, through us, God, everything that you want to do. And as a people standing now, we are saying to you, whatever God, whatever God, whatever the cost, whatever the implication, we are going to embrace your whole word. And we are going to play our part. And we are going to see your kingdom extended. And all those promises you've made, Father, all those words you've spoken over this family here, thank you, Father, that we are going to see those fulfilled. Fulfilled and fulfilled as we play our part. Thank you, Father. Amen.